This is Cultivating Convos with the Ohio Department of Agriculture. And it's fun to have everyone else kind of get a little insight into what we do. Farmland forever. Actually, that was the next question I was going to ask you. Shelby, <laughs> let's wrap <laughs> this thing up. <laughs> Welcome everyone to Cultivating Convos, Ohio Department of Agriculture's weekly podcast. Um, as always, I am Shelby Croft with you, and my co-host this week is Katie Boyer, our producer. Megan is off this week, so uh, welcome, Katie. Thank you. You're stuck with me once more. <laughs> we don't mind being stuck with you. It's always an adventure. And we have an adventure today to talk about something really important, very important program uh, that we are involved with here at ODA, and uh, that is the Asian Longhorn Beetle. And we've got a couple of great guests with us today. We sure do. We have Jonathan Shields, a plant health supervisor with our Asian Longhorn Beetle program um, with ODA. And also joining us is Philip Baldoff, a USDA Asian Longhorn Beetle Eradication Program Director. Oh, those are mouthfuls, guys. <laughs> Did I get it right? You got it. Yep, sounds great. Wonderful. And from this Thank point, joining us. From this point forward, we can just say ALB because that's how we all refer to it. So ALB, that way kind of cuts down the words. Uh, so as we said, we're talking about uh, you know the importance of this program. We have some really good news we're going to share in just a little bit. But first, uh, for all those people out there who may not know what the Asian Longhorn Beetle is or the importance of this program, I would love for you guys to just share with us uh, what it's all about. And you just said the buzzword because Phil has the word eradicate or eradication in his title. So, Phil, I'd love to hear from you exactly how the program works to eradicate this bug. Sure. I'd love to, Shelby. Uh, so, as Jonathan mentioned, uh, Asian longhorn beetle has been detected in Claremont County. That detection was made back in 2011. And, and ever since then, both the USDA and the Ohio Department of Agriculture together, we've worked cooperatively to eradicate that infestation of, of ALB. Um, unfortunately, the best approach for eradication is to uh, use a chainsaw on the chipper to remove those trees that are infested or have a high probability of being infested. Um, so the local impact can be rather uh, drastic, you know, as we come onto properties and find detections and, and uh, eradicate them. But that is the goal of the overall program so that we can limit that impact to a, uh, a localized area around Bethel, like Jonathan mentioned. Um, so hopefully a, a larger area across Ohio and, and across the country don't also have to deal with that same same problem. So we know that this bug, you know, it's been affecting some state parks and stuff, but it can affect your backyard. How would this affect a homeowner? And as a homeowner, what should I be looking for? So uh, there are signs that you can see on the tree that show you that the pest is there. The, the female Asian longhorn beetle chews a small pit in the bark of the tree and lays a single egg there. And uh, one female can do that 60 to 90 times. Um, so you can see a number of these little pits that we call egg sites or oviposition pits on the bark of the tree. 
And then after the larva develops inside the tree, uh, it goes through uh, metamorphosis, uh, sort of like a chrysalis for a butterfly. And uh, it will emerge as an adult beetle and chew its way out of the tree. And it leaves a perfectly round exit hole that's about three-eighths of an inch in diameter. Um, so it's a, it's a decent size, a little, little smaller than a dime. And uh, you can stick a number two pencil in there. Um, it, it actually goes into the wood from the, of the tree. So it's not just below the surface. And uh, those exit holes and those oviposition pits or egg sites are the main evidence that we look for. Um, there are some other things that we can see. Uh, there's frass, which is the waste from the beetle that will actually kind of get pushed out. And it looks a little bit like um, wooden fingernail clippings or pencil shavings. And we'll so make sure pictures of that on our social yeah. media so everyone can see what that looks like. Exactly, Katie, thank you. Uh, so what you're saying is those ladies do a lot of damage, right? <laughs> they do, yeah. <laughs> I, so thanks, Jonathan. I would I would also add that you can look for the uh, ALB adult beetles as well. And and the timing of the podcast is good because August, uh, we call it August tree check month. August would be when you would be most likely to, to be able to see uh, an adult ALB if it were uh, on your property. So the beetles, the adult beetles begin emergence in the late spring here in Ohio. Um, it might be earlier in warmer climates, but here in Ohio, uh, Southern Ohio anyways, it's, it's late spring. And then emergence kind of continues on for a month or so and then tends to peter off. So August, if if you're going to see an adult an adult ALB, you know that's when you're likely to see it is August. Then their activity declines after August, and and they will die. The adults will die with the first frost. Um, the larva will continue to live in the trees. They're kind of protected in there, and uh, and they'll continue to cause that damage that that weakens the trees throughout the winter. But the adults are are visible. Uh, in the summer months. Yeah, they're uh, about an inch and a half long and they're shiny black with white spots and they have long antenna, even longer than their bodies that are banded black and white. So they're really distinctive and they're very easy to identify. Um, I'm sure you guys will share pictures as well, but uh, if you see a beetle that looks anything like that, we would hope that you would report it. And the easiest way to do that is on uh, the USDA's website, which is asianlonghornbeetle.com. And there's a reporting tool on there where you can submit photographs if you take pictures of the insect and you can tell what you've seen. You can also uh, collect the insect. And uh, the best thing to do is just put it in a container and put it in the freezer and uh, then report it through that reporting tool and someone will come out and, and collect it from you. And make sure you label that in the freezer. That's the only advice I'm going to give. <laughs> well, I, you know, you guys bring up the, I think the very important part here is that everyone needs to be looking out for this. We need to do tree checks. And because of those factors, we have some really good news coming out of uh, East Fork State Park. Yeah, I, you're right. We do. So uh, 
we are we have had crews in and around East Fork State Park looking for those signs of ALB infestation, whether it's the damage to the tree that Jonathan mentioned or the beetle themselves. But there's a lot of trees in and around East Fork State Park. Uh, and we would love to enlist the assistance of campers. You know, there's a campground at, at East Fork. Um, there are horse trails and hiking trails and anybody up in that area, if they could join with us and look for those signs of damage, hopefully they won't find anything. Our crews haven't find any, found anything yet, especially in the campground area and, and the part of the, the state park that's uh, north of the lake. If that trend continues, we do plan to uh, deregulate that area. So in other words, we plan to no longer uh, have that area included within the Asian longhorn be beetle quarantine, which is the That's exciting news that you've been uh, alluding to. <laughs> Great news, fabulous news. You know, right before we started this, we were just kind of chatting with Jonathan. Uh, Jonathan, why, could you kind of launch into a little bit for everyone listening out there as to what a quarantine means, what eradication means, all of that, because it's, it's pretty interesting. Sure. So, uh, when we find a pest like this, uh, very often one of the first steps will be to create a quarantine that will limit the movement of uh, material that could transport the pest. So with Asian longhorn beetle spending much of its life inside the wood of the tree, uh, moving logs and firewood of host material are, are a really good way for this thing to get transported. In fact, we have had a couple of small infestations near the main infestation that were a result of firewood movement. And it just illustrates why uh, having a quarantine on the movement of firewood and other wood materials is really important to limit that spread. And uh, continuing kind of in the trend of good news, we've been able to declare those small satellite infestations that were a product of that firewood movement We've been able to declare those eradicated as well and remove them from our quarantine. So now people can move wood products freely through those areas. And that's the goal with this area in East Fork, north of the lake, is to be able to free up the movement of those wood materials from the campground itself in that area up there. And that's probably good advice. Just, I think, Phil, you said earlier, burn where you buy. I loved that. I love that. That's probably just good advice anytime you're camping, right? Yeah, certainly. Um, so you, you bring up a good point. Even though that, you know, we're talking about uh, deregulating that campground, it's still a good practice to not spread uh, fire or move firewood or uh, regulated material long distances. Uh, it's just not a good practice. But it's no longer going to be illegal for the area that's up there north of East Fork State Park once we do declare th uh, that area uh, deregulated. So that has, just to be clear, the, the deregulation hasn't occurred yet. We are uh, very close to being ready to, to do that uh, at some point in the, in the near future. On the verge. Excellent news. So is there anything we missed? Any Thing you guys want to talk about regarding ALB? First, I'd like to thank uh, the people in Claremont County who we regularly uh, knock on their door to continue our search for Asian longhorn beetle. We appreciate their cooperation. Um, 
And, and we do realize that, you know, after several visits, it, it might get kind of tiring to have to uh, work with us continually to, to let us continue our inspections. And we do really appreciate their continued cooperation in that. Um, hopefully, if, if uh, we continue to get the cooperation that we uh, have had, you know, at, at some point, not only will we want to declare the area north of East Fork State Park uh, of the lake there uh, deregulated, we'll, you know, we're trying to deregulate the whole area, uh, all, the, all the quarantined areas in Claremont County. And, and, and it will take that continued cooperation for a bit longer. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, just to kind of echo what Phil was saying, as as someone who is kind of a neighbor to this community, I you know I would thank people as someone who has has a home and has trees that they are concerned about. You know, I would thank those folks for cooperating with the program and helping to uh, contain this pest in the area where it is, and. Uh, by supporting the program, we will be able to eradicate it. There have been past successes in other Asian longhorn beetle infestations, um, as well as successes in our um, program, like those small satellite infestations. So there's no reason to think that we won't successfully eradicate it. You know, we are very confident that we're on path towards eradication of ALB in Ohio. That's so exciting. I love it. That's fantastic news. We don't always have that when it comes to a pest or bug. So this is awesome. So thank you guys for joining us today. This is very informative and uh, exciting all at the same time. Thanks for having us. So thank you guys so much. Uh, you know, it's it's awesome to always learn about ALB and of course, and to talk about the successes. That's what we want to want to hear about. And that's why the program is around and exists. So uh, we Thank you both for being on and we thank everyone out there for listening and we will see you back here next week on Cultivating Convos. Cultivating Convos is created by ODA's communications team. Make sure to hit subscribe to get the latest episodes in your feed and like ODA on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for up-to-date news about agriculture in Ohio.